like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm Eric Lyons, and this is episode 105 of Electrify. Y'all heard that? 105. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all feel the energy today? Yeah, I feel a little good. I feel a good. I feel good, man. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. Your boy is back. Uh, I know we were supposed to make history this past week, right? Because this episode was supposed to drop Friday. But somebody not named Eric Lyons was responsible responsible for that. So I'm not going to throw any shade. I'm not going to throw any shade. That I won't do. But just know it wasn't me that held us up. Anyway, my birthday was Sunday. I had a good birthday. Uh, You know, my original birthday plans didn't go as they should have. Because there is a tropical storm that's here now, here in Maryland. It's uh, made landfall today, and you know, I mean, not, not landfall actually. It's just pushing up the coast. You go. To, let me give you a weather report real quick, all right? Because I've studied hurricanes since I was in the fifth grade. H- hear me out. So, tropical storm. Well, now tropical storm, and you know, started off as a Cat One hurricane, uh, Hurricane Isaias. That's how you pronounce it. Uh, came up the coast, pushed up the coast, and, you know, it, it made landfall in Florida, made a second landfall in the Carolinas, and now it's pushing up the eastern seaboard, pushing past Maryland, going up, you know, Jersey, Delaware. So the eastern the eastern seaboard, you know, the eastern shore, your ocean cities, your Atlantic cities, uh, they'll be more impacted than, you know, inland here where I am. And uh, so, yeah. That's that's what's going on. There's a lot of rain and wind, but you know, flooding is you know flooding is a thing. So if you're driving, you know, try not to be out in this if you don't have to be. Uh, everybody, you know, affected by this. Uh, I hope everybody's power stays on and everybody stays safe. Uh, but if you don't have you know don't have anything to do, here, here we are. You know, you got got your you know electrified for your listening pleasures. Um, but. Yeah, so that's what's going on here. But yeah, my birthday was Sunday. I turned 22, man. Uh, once again. The, I'd like to thank everybody for reaching out, man, and telling me happy birthday and everything. Much love and blessing to you all once again. And if you didn't tell me happy birthday, you're cut, period. <laughs> um, So, we got a lot to get through today. We have a lot to talk about today, man. I'm excited. Uh, Let's see. We're going to be talking about the NFL Top 100 list. We're talking about the players in the NFL that are opting out. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers' interview with Kyle Brandt. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, also spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. At some point, probably the very end, I will be talking about season five of Last Chance You. So if you have not watched season five of Last Chance You, do not listen to, you know, it'll be time stamped, but don't listen to that part. All right. Please, please. You ain't missing nothing anyway. But yeah, I will also be talking about the bubbles themselves. I want to talk about give a lot of credit to the NHL. And I mean, yeah, in the NBA for sure. And then um, talk about the new NFL and NFL player agreement, NFLPA player agreement. Boxing, Showtime Boxing came back this weekend. I wanted to talk about that as well. And the Black Lives Matter movement in, uh, in sports right now is big. So we're going to get through everything today. It's going to be a good show, man. So let's get right to it. So we can go and start off with the NFL Top 100 list. Now, I. 
Friday, Thursday, you know, last week, I had a little more energy for this. But after the weekend, you know, I, I, I sat back and I thought about it. I'm not going to come in here and yell and, you know, raise my voice or, no, I'm lying. It's something something on this list is going to make me do that. But we know why these lists are created, man. We, we know why these lists are created, you know, list period from athletes, you know, to rappers. It's, it's, it's all for, to spark a conversation. And that's what this list, list does. Uh, it's gotten to a point now, I really don't think the players are voting or are actually accounted for. I really, I don't know who's making this list, but there's no way that whoever made this list watched these games or watched any film last year, bro. Because, <sighs> let's start with the quarterbacks. Let's start with the quarterbacks. I would like to start with the quarterbacks. Why is Jimmy G forty at, at forty three? So hold, let me let me tell you the quarterbacks on the list. So we got Kyler Murray at ninety, Josh Allen at eighty seven, Tannehill at sixty eight, uh, Kirk Cousins at fifty eight, Dak at forty six, Jimmy G at forty three, Sean Watson at twenty, Rogers at sixteen, Brady at fourteen, Breeze at twelve. Uh, Pat Mahomes at four. Russ was at two. And Lamar was at one. Uh, Don't agree with a lot going on here. I really do not. Uh, For starters, why is Jimmy G so high or low? Whatever you want to call it. You guys know what I mean. We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen quarterbacks on this list. Why is Jimmy G thirteen, twelve, eleven, ten, nine, eight? Why is he eight? Why is he so high? He shouldn't. He should be ninety. Jimmy G should be like ninety, bro. He should be higher because Jimmy G was a game manager. Jimmy G didn't really make any impact plays. Seriously. When I go when I think about the 49ers games I watched this past season and I think about the big key moments in these 49ers wins that got them to the Super Bowl, I think about George Kittle marching down the field in New Orleans. I think about the you know the run game. I think about Nick Bosa especially in that Packers game um regular season and playoffs. I think about, you know, I don't, I don't think about. Oh, I think about the uh, the the one yard line thing that happened with the Seahawks. I think about that. I don't think about anything that Jimmy G, Jimmy Jimmy G did. There's nothing that Jimmy Garoppolo had done in 2019 that made me be like, yeah, Jimmy G deserved to be on the back on the um the back half of this list because no, like no, I'm sorry, this is not me. Hating or anything I don't have a problem with Jimmy G I'm just being honest What has Jimmy G done To be that At 43 Like why No I, I Same thing I do all the time when, when I talk about quarterbacks Like I can name my favorite Rodgers throw Because I'm a big Rodgers guy I can name My favorite Rodgers throws I can name crazy throws he's made. I, I couldn't name a Jimmy G throw. I couldn't I couldn't point out a Jimmy G highlight if you put it in my face. Seriously. But I digress. So let's get on down to the Aaron. You, you guys know how I feel. So look, I'm just telling you. Before I saw the list, because I, I really I wasn't watching the show, 
But what made me tune in was when they were done in the 20s and I didn't hear Rodgers. I didn't see Rodgers was called or anything. I didn't see him make the list yet. I didn't see Breeze or Brady. I'm like, okay, Rodgers better be in front of everybody that's 35 plus. I said that and I'm watching it and here comes Rodgers at 16. I said, you got to be kidding me, man. You got to be kidding me. He threw way more yards than Breeze. This past season, less interceptions than Breeze and Brady. They were all in the same neighborhood of touchdowns between 26 and 28. Same same uh, range as Mahomes. Like, how? Did nobody watch film? Brady got those yards dinking and dunking. Drew Breeze was only throwing the ball to Michael Thomas. And what's that boy named Taysom Hill? Nothing was impressive about either of those two seasons last year. Nothing. When you go look at Aaron Rodgers' throws that he was making, he's still moving the pocket. He's making crazy throws. The the one he made in Kansas City, the one he dropped off to Alan Lazard in in Detroit, the the throws he was making against Philadelphia. Here's my thing about Rodgers. This is I'm sorry, I'm not being biased. I'm being I'm being completely honest right now. Cuz it's the truth. You can watch the games and say Brady doesn't have legs anymore. Breeze isn't moving around like that. Aaron Rodgers, at his big age, is the closest thing to what Pat Mahomes is. To what everybody gives Pat Mahomes, you know, the credit for. Because 10 years ago, they were talking about Aaron Rodgers the way they talk about Pat Mahomes. Well, we've never seen this. Not even 10 years ago. This is years... Before, before post, you know, pre Mahomes, before Mah- the the guy that we said we've never seen this before, we've never seen that throw, or he keeps making these. It's it's always been Aaron Rodgers, and will always be Aaron Rodgers. Not taking anything away from Pat Mahomes because I I believe that you know Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes, but until he retires, Aaron Rodgers to me is the best quarterback in football. I don't care, period. I don't care, but my thing is. As far as the 35 and over go, those those older quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers isn't mobile. He I don't I don't consider him to be a a mobile quarterback. He's he, he's a scrambler. We know that. He still moves the pocket. He still moves, you know, he he still has his legs. He can still run. He did a lot of running last season. So how isn't he rated higher than Drew Brees or Tom Brady? Both of those quarterbacks went home wild card weekend at home. And Rodgers went to the NFC title game. Like what what are we like what were we what were we grading them on? What were we grading on? Like what were they being graded on? Stats both better than both. Interception rate lowest of all time. More rushing yards. More highlights. Deeper playoff run and a better record. So, what was the grade? What was the grading system? I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm just trying to figure out what was the criteria here. Because Rodgers should have been 12. If you weren't going to put him in the top 10, okay. But he should have been 12. And this fun fact. It's the third time that he's been left out of the top 10. 
In the previous times, he was left out of the top 10 of the season. You know, the, the very next season, he won the MVP. And I've already been saying that Rodgers was going to be MVP. I've been, I've been saying that for uh, since draft night. So, so there's that. Thanks. Thanks for the motivation. I said this on Twitter. Thank you guys for keeping all of the uh, both sides of the ball. Keeping the players of Green Bay pissed off, man. Please, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for, for underrating our players so much, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's see. So down to the, the bottom three, the four, the two, and the one. Pat, Russ, and Lamar. Now, Pat was hurt a little bit last year. Missed a couple games. Missed out. That's how we missed out on the Rodgers and Mahomes game. We could have gotten the Super Bowl, but. I knew Lamar was going to be number one because he's the MVP. He was the MVP. I didn't understand. I didn't think he wouldn't be number one. But when I saw Pat Mahomes tweet out the noted emoji, I'm like, okay, Pat Mahomes is clearly offended, as he should be, because at this at this in this very moment today, I don't think Russ is better than Pat Mahomes, and I don't think Lamar is better than Pat Mahomes. I don't. I do not Lamar He took care of the football last year He threw a lot of touchdowns Ran a lot Not taking anything away from Lamar But I haven't seen Lamar make Anything close Any throw Close to what Pat Mahomes does With the Pat Mahomes is He's out there and he's making it look like he's He went to school at Hogwarts Because he's a wizard with it bro He's a wizard, just like Rodgers. Those two are the closest to each other. Because Pat, he he's really not mobile. I, I, I put him in more of a scrambler, gunslinger type. I think him and Rodgers are the closest to each other. I think I think I put, you know, Lamar and Russ close to each other. I think I, I consider Russ to be a mobile quarterback. And I consider, you know, Rodgers and, and Pat to be scramblers. With that being said, when we're talking about these younger quarterbacks, and then and, and you get to talk about Deshaun, Lamar, and um, Pat, Josh Allen, uh, all those younger. I, Pat's the best by far. By far. Once again, this is not a knock to Lamar. He was the MVP. I just don't think he should be number one on the list. I think I think a smooth two would have been fitting for him. It is it, like one A one B, but not really because I think Pat Mahomes is better than him. But like I said in the group message, man, Lamar has a lot of room to grow. That's the best thing about it, and that's what's scary because he's gonna get better. He's gonna get better. But right now, today, it's Pat. It's Pat. Pat is the best, man. Pat is the best. Pat is the best. You know, especially because one, you we could take it a step further. Lamar hasn't beaten Pat yet. Hasn't beaten Pat yet. He doesn't have a playoff win yet. Uh Lamar has I mean Pat has playoff wins and a Super Bowl ring. Um you know, that he got this past season. He he he's you know, he had a big comeback game. Haven't seen, you know, that out of Lamar yet, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely putting Pat Mahomes in front of Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson today. For sure. For sure. Um, let's see. 
So I think I had that was all I had for the quarterbacks. Um, I wasn't. I really didn't care about the. Oh, I I just didn't understand the Odell Beckham and uh, Jarvis Landry being uh, flipped around. I thought Jarvis was Jarvis was better than Odell last season. I thought. I don't understand that. I I didn't get that. But yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I didn't understand why Tariq Hill was down there at twenty two. Can somebody tell me what Tariq Hill does better than um, a lot of these receivers on the list outside of he's faster than everybody? I really don't think Tariq Hill should be. He, I think he's overrated. I think Tariq Hill is overrated. I think he's overrated. I think it's disrespectful that Julio was left out of the top 10. But I, I, I understand. I, but I don't because I think Julio is better than Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, he has all those, you know, he has all the yards because he's the only receiver down there in, in New Orleans. Honestly, I, I'm, I haven't really been too impressed with Michael Thomas, but hey, that's just me. I think Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in football. But like I said, my matter of fact, my wide receiver list is coming on Thursday. Since we since we're gonna do that, since we're gonna do that, yeah, my wide receiver list is coming on Tuesday. I mean Thursday, excuse me. Yeah, Keenan Allen at seventy seventy was a little wild, and um, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see, we'll see. We'll get to that. Uh, now the top ten. The top ten was interesting. Uh, we had Derrick Henry at ten, Stephon Gilmore at nine, D Hop at eight, Kittle at seven, CMC at six, uh, Michael Thomas at five, Pat at four. Aaron Donald at three, Russ at two, and Lamar at one. Here's what I would do. Okay, Derrick Henry at ten. I respected that. Gilly at nine. He was definitely the best corner in football last year, best defensive back in football last year, and, you know, he had a hell of a season. D-Hop at eight. Okay, I can see that. Kittle at seven. Huh? I don't think Kittle's the best tight end in football, and that's what this list is telling me. I still think that Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. I think he's a better receiver. Um, you know, Kittle, he does a lot of blocking. He's a great blocker. But I think that Kelsey is the better receiver. Now, we talk about last season. Yeah, still, yeah. I, 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 I still think Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. Uh, num- number six is telling me that the people believe, whoever voted this list, that Christian McCaffrey is the best running back in football, which is true, which is very true. I agree. I just ordered myself a Christian McCaffrey jersey. Amen. Um, this list is also telling me that Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in football, which is a lie. That is a, a, a lie. Somebody lied. No. This list is also telling me that Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in football, which I can agree with. I can definitely agree with that. Speaking of defensive players, can somebody tell me how the hell Khalil Mack was what was he 19 what did Khalil, i haven't seen khalil max since week one of 2018 haven't seen him since then haven't seen him both of the smith brothers in green bay had a better year than him somehow khalil max still made the pro bowl i look man look i don't i don't want to do it i don't want to do it i'm not gonna do it um but yeah i would switch i would switch pat out at one Put Ross at four and put Lamar at two as far as the top ten goes. And I would definitely put Julio at five. 
if that's how we're gonna do it. Yeah, I put Julio in five. But um, I think that's all I have for this list, man. I don't think I have much more. Um, you know, the running backs. I think I agree with most of the the running back selection. But we know how I feel. We already, you know, I already gave my top ten running backs, you know, going into this next season. So, but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think I had any more for this list, man. Like I said, you know, I didn't have too much fire for this, you know, because we, we know what lists are made for. They made for conversation like this, and that's it. And that's all. All right, moving on. I think, mm, yeah, let's stay on football. Let's stay on football while we're here. Let's talk about. The players opting out before we get into the the the, uh, the new agreement that was just made uh, last night. So here's my thing about the players opting out, man. Look to the fans. Don't be a selfish fan. Don't be a selfish fan, man. It's it's you know this is the cliche thing we say this all the time. You know it's bigger than football, but it really is. You have to think these players aren't going home. A lot of them aren't going home to homes by themselves. These guys have girlfriends, wives, new babies, kids, uh, you know, family members who may be in and out of the house or family members who may live with them or once again, you know, people high risk. It's it's a lot that goes into this because, okay, the the player. I'll save that for when we get to the agreement. What that a point I had to make that wasn't for this. But it, it was it, it kind of related, but I'll save that point. My thing is, look, just don't be a selfish fan, and and you have to understand, you know, these guys have lives outside of football, and and if they don't feel comfortable, they don't feel comfortable. That's it. And that's all. That's like I was talking to a friend yesterday, who goes to the school uh, that I go to. Well, never mind. <laughs> look, college kids. Are being sent back to schools blindly, basically. Uh, they barely know what's going on as far as testing goes. You know, these get a lot of these kids are, are going to be in classes with each other. They're they're not letting kids go home for Labor Day, which is understandable. Uh, but who who's to say that people aren't going to leave? Uh, especially you know upperclassmen who live off campus. Who's to say they leave? Like you guys aren't going to know. Like it's just so unorganized, but that's a whole another conversation. But the thing is, my thing is, you know, these guys, these people have lives of their own, and you can't, you know, fault them for being scared. You know, everybody has their doubts because some people are taking this pandemic serious, uh, unlike a lot of other people. So you know, wear your mask, wear your PPE, stuff like that. But don't be a selfish fan, man. Don't 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 crucify somebody for being scared or being cautious over their health and the health of others, you know, around them. And then we got Odell. Oh god, you guys know I don't like. I hate that man, bro. I do not like Odell Beckham. I don't. Um, he voiced his concerns or his his alleged concerns about the league, and then followed that up with. I don't have any plans to opting out. Then shut up. Shut up. Shut up. If you're so concerned, if you are so concerned about the way the NFL is about to handle, then once this was before the deal got made, but I don't know how he feels now, and frankly, I don't care. Um So this is all this is before the last night. But if he's so concerned, opt out. Don't play. 
Don't play because I promise you. You won't stop the show. You won't stop the show. You won't. Just shut up. Like that's like um I go to the store, I buy me some new shoes. Like, yeah, bro, I just bought these new joints. I got the new Jordans. I just bought them. They look good. You know, I think they would look good on my feet. But I ain't going to wear them, though. I ain't going to wear them, though. Nah, I ain't going to wear them. Like, what? Like, do you know how dumb that sounds? It's the same thing. Like, like it's just stupid, bro. Like, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? Like, if you're so concerned, stay home. If not, shut up. That's how I feel about it. But, yeah. Um... You know, respect the players who decided to opt out. And uh, once uh, the deadline for that is Thursday. So we'll see who's next. Um, We haven't really seen. I wouldn't say we haven't seen high profile, but we haven't seen anybody that's on that NFL 100 list opt out. And I don't think we will, but I could be wrong. Once again, we'll see on Thursday like we saw CJ Mosley opt out. See it? See CJ Mosley, he didn't play last year, right? He didn't play too much. This man is robbing the Jets blind. Mm, that's tough. But that's another conversation. Uh, excuse me, I'm getting parts. Hold on, guys. Hold on. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just don't understand why players are getting a lot of flack for that. But my thing was, where I just was, I almost forgot. I don't think we'll see any, you know, the upper echelon players opting out. And, we, you know, we've seen guys that a lot of these guys, most of them I really haven't, I don't know. I've known, like, most, like, uh, the guys that opted out on the Patriots, I knew the majority of them. But, like, guys we've been seeing opting out, uh, I haven't really, you know. So, yeah, I don't think any of your fantasy players will have a problem. wait. What's the guy from the Chiefs that just opted out? The Chiefs running back just opted out. Yeah, yeah, he opted out too. I forgot about that. I had the list, but I'm sorry. What's Damian Williams, right? Yeah, he opted out. So, yeah, that's one. That's a starter. So, that was big. But I don't think we'll see anything that big, like bigger than that. But once again, we'll see. You know, we got till till Thursday to figure that out. Um, Let's see. Do I have anything else for the players opting out before we get into the new deal? No, I think that's it. All right, so, you know, continuing to same, basically same conversation, but a little more in depth. Here's what was agreed upon last night between the NFL and the NFL PA. So here's here's the thing. Here, here we are right here. So the, once again, the opt-out deadline is Thursday at 4 p.m. Uh, then we got training camp. Drug testing begins this Friday through the 17th. Uh, you can get fined but not suspended for a positive t- drug test. I th- I'm i not sure what that pertains to. I'm, I'm assuming just marijuana. I don't I don't think PEDs is. Yeah, I think PEDs is still suspend- suspendable. But I would have to look that up. Don't don't take that. Don't take my word for that. Um, fines and suspension for high risk uh, COVID 19 conduct which makes sense you know it makes sense because you look at what's going on in mlb you look at you know the marlins and more recently the cardinals it's no structure you know guys are going out 
going to bars, going to, you know, dinner, and, and, and it looks like they're doing whatever they want. Like, bro, there's no way these guys are just getting the, getting the disease just traveling. I don't think that's that's not happening. No way. They're going out and about. Like, how selfish can you be, MLB players? I wasn't even going to get – I'm not even going to go off on y'all yet. I'm going to save y'all for later. later. But this goes for everybody that's not, you know, in the bubble. You know, you fight for the season, you want the season, and then you go off and do stuff like that. So, the NFL is trying to put a stop to that. Like, look, we're not, yeah, we're not going to be doing that, you know. Go to work and go home. Go to work and go home. I think that's what they should be doing. If you're not going to do the bubble, go to work and go home, man. I don't don't think it's that hard. I really don't, like. No clubbing and stuff like that from August to January for some. I don't think that'll kill you guys, man. I don't think you. Ain't you know where to go anyway? Ain't nothing to do. Like, dog, chill in the crib, bro. Y'all got big cribs, bro. Chill in the crib, man. Watch, watch film, work out. Shut up. Um, continuing. So refusal to submit. This is what confused me. So refusal to submit uh to virus testing. Can be a $50,000 fine But refusal to wear a mask, PPE Or a tracking device Or maintain social distancing During uh, team travel Is up to 14 k That should be reversed I think the refusal you know, to do everything correctly What we're supposed to be doing Should be way more than 14 racks I think that the, you know, the testing Or maybe they should be equal Because it's almost the same thing But you know, if you don't follow the rules, rules, yeah, you should be fine more than that. Uh, here's another good thing here. If a player is diagnosed with COVID-19 or quarantine on the night before or morning of a game, the NFL will permit clubs to elevate a, a practice squad player with notice to the league office up until 90 minutes before kickoff. So that's good if, you know, if a player can't play you know you can go and get a practice squad member quick so you you know you have your your roster full or you need somebody you know to fill in so that that makes a lot of sense i think the last important one of the last important things here was uh teams must provide housing for a player living with high risk uh individuals so players can request a housing like teams will pay for housing for players who request this i think the deadline is about week one um you know, if you want to live completely, you know, on your own, they'll, you know, for the, the entirety of the season, the teams, I think the teams are going to be paying for that. So that makes a lot of sense. So it, it, it's it's kind of a bubble. It's like some bubble rules, but without the bubble, basically. Um, and I think it's just up to the players, man. It's, 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 it's really, you know, up to the, up to them. It's really on them. Like, we're not doing a bubble. We're not going to make you guys do the bubble. But you guys got to be smart, man. Don't go out if you don't have to. You know, wear your mask. Stay safe. That's it. That's all. It's, 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 this is easily preventable, man. Same thing as, like, I'm talking to the rest of the country, man. Just do what you have to do, and we can kill it. You know what I mean? So, if you want football, man, be responsible, man. Don't don't be don't be dumb. Uh, it, was some, it was a couple other things. That uh, happened last night that I wanted to touch on Okay here we go here we go I think this was um, Let's see 
Oh, this is the more uh, more disciplined stuff. Okay, so here we go. Attending an indoor nightclub unless player is wearing PPE and there are no more than 10 people uh, in the club. Okay, hold on. Let me read this from the beginning. Hold up. All right, here we go. The club may impose a maximum fine of an amount uh, equal to one week's salary and or suspension without pay not to exceed four weeks for conduct detrimental to the club for engaging in the high-risk COVID-19 set forth below. Uh, no written warning will be issued to a player, two player for a uh, first offense in these categories. So these are the uh, list of things that a player can get, you know, in trouble for that's violating the uh, COVID-19 rules. OK, so like I just read, attending an indoor nightclub unless a player is wearing PPE and there are no more than 10 people in the club. When will there ever be more than uh, less than 10 people in the club? Never. That's no, <laughs> no. So yeah, stay up. Don't go to the club. Uh, attending an indoor bar other than to pick up food, unless a player is wearing PPE and there are no more than ten people in a bar. Once again, there will not be more than uh, less than ten people in the bar. So if you're not going to go pick up your food, stay your ass in the house. Um, for clarity, a bar does not include an establishment that offers food service and which a player attends primarily for food service, even if the establishment also includes a full service bar. Uh, housing House gatherings of more than 15 people without the player and all guests wearing a uh, mask or PPE or wear social distancing for uh, for more than 10 is impossible. Okay. So don't have the whole family at the crib if they ain't right, basically. And that's another thing I didn't even think about. The people in your house have to also be smart and not contract the virus and not give it to you. So it's it's a lot of moving pieces with this, but it's possible. Um, attending an indoor music concert and entertainment event, there shouldn't be any of that. Attending a professional sporting event other than applicable NFL games or events, unless the player is seated in a separate seating section, such as a uh, suites or owner's box is wearing PPE and there are no more than 10 or more people in that separate seating section attending an event that is prohibited by state and or law regulate local regu- regulation, excuse me, uh, executive order or law implemented due to COVID-19. So moral of the story is, don't go out if you don't have to. And if you have to go out, make sure you follow all of the guidelines that we have here or you will be fined or you will have your tail on the bench. You know, like it's that simple. If you guys want to play, just follow the rules, man. Follow the rules. Simple as that. You know, don't be don't be dumb, man. Don't be dumb. Don't be dumb. Alrighty, man. Moving on. So let's go from, you know, league, a league without the bubble. To the bubbles themselves So let's talk First let me start off man Congratulations to the NBA and the NHL For making a healthy And entertaining return And I think uh, There were some good games on this week And the Celtics And uh, the Celtics and Blazers game was nuts The Celtics and Blazers game was nuts on Sunday I was so glad to see Jason Tatum cut the curls off Because before the game I was telling my mom like yo Tatum got to cut his hair first Because that's why he ain't been playing good Like I was, we was talking about that And then she was like There you go right there I was like what? Yo he cut his hair And was going crazy He was going crazy 
He had what four threes in the first half. Yeah, he was going nuts. Ended up with like thirty. So yeah, yeah. But that game was good. Unfortunately, this the the Heat and Raptors game was good, but the Heat lost turnovers. Ugh, it's hard being a Heat fan sometimes. Uh, what other game was good, man? Oh, the Rockets and Bucks game was nuts. That was a good game. Yeah, so it was a good good return for the NBA. It was it was some blowouts though. There were a few blowouts. Were a few blowouts, but all in all, you know, it felt it felt good. It felt you know real. It didn't feel weird to me. <laughs> Excuse me. You know the the um the presentation was pretty good, pretty solid. I enjoyed that. Uh, the virtual fans actually grew on me. I hated that when I first saw it, but I like it now. Definitely enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the games, man. But it was a good good to see. Good to see, man. It felt normal. Also, you know, I saw some NHL highlights that they were they were out there doing the doing the damn thing. So that was good. So here's here's what happened with the NHL. So they tested it was like what over seven thousand people, and you know zero positive tests up there in Edmonton. That's where their bubble is. NBA still has no cases. Um, so you look at the MLB. They just had another you know small outbreak. I think the St. Louis Cardinals had this. Couple of cases reported they had to cancel their ser- uh their series, postpone it. The MLB wasn't prepared, man. They weren't prepared. I don't think they were prepared. I don't when you know when they were negotiating everything. I don't remember any you know big COVID points. Like I don't remember that. All I remember was the money. That's all I talked about was the money. Um, you know, once again, man, it's about player responsibility and accountability. I heard guys in uh with the Marlins were out and about. I heard guys with the Brewers were out and about, out and about, but we don't know. I haven't heard anything about anybody getting, you know, testing positive, but I'm assuming these guys aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And it's really crazy to me. You guys fought for this season. MLB players fought for this season. You know, they went to bat against uh Manfred. I I put a lot of this on Manfred as well, bro. He is he is awful, bro. He is awful, awful. Um, but like I like I was saying earlier, um, to uh, I'm not earlier. I'm saying yesterday to my friends. I I I don't think the MLB is going to make it. I don't think they're gonna, they, it, it starts with the leadership. Their leadership isn't good. Not good leadership, and I don't think they were prepared. I don't think so. Clearly, they weren't. Um, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's not a good look And at this point It's just like Well Do we really need that right now Like more players Getting that In the MLB I don't think we do I would rather You know If if it gets If it gets any worse You know By the end of the week I say shut it down Because You guys really don't know What you're doing You're not going to do a bubble You thought you're going to be able to do Normal travel Without any real restrictions and just carry it like it's a regular season without the fans when it's not. There's still a pandemic, buddy. Like, just because you swing a bat and got 300 mil in your Bank of America account don't mean you're susceptible to a virus. So, act that way. You know what I mean? Like, bro, just act that way, man. Be responsible, you know? Same thing goes for us. Wear your, wear your mask. It can't be that hard, bro. It cannot be that hard to go out to be safe when you go out and about. That's it, man. Um, 
But yeah, so it's it's clear to see, you know, the bubble. The bubbles, you know, versus non bubbles. And I think the NFL, you know, from looking at you know, from what we just talked about, I think the NFL will do a better job than the MLB is doing. And I think the players will do a better job than MLB players. But that's what I'm wishing. That's what my, you know, because look, man, fantasy football is coming and I can't I can't have no football. I can live without baseball. I live without without baseball now. I really don't you know, I, I don't care about baseball until October. I, and that's me being frank. So I already live without that. I cannot live without football. I'm telling you that now. I cannot live without I will be I will be hurting on Sundays, Thursdays, Mondays. Hurting no fantasy football. Do you know why I'm a fantasy football commissioner? I'm a commissioner. I've been playing for eight years, and I've been a commissioner for six, I think. Yeah, I've been a commissioner for six. I've been playing for eight. How do you think I feel right now? I got I got people asking me, Eric, if the season gets if the season gets canceled, who wins? Who wins? Nobody wins. We all lose. No, what I said was, you know, everybody gets their their money back, and you know, yeah, we just you know cancel. There's no need to give away a fake championship, you know. That's how I felt about that. But um, I think you know once again, man, the NBA and the NHL they got it right. They got it right. They got it right. They definitely got it right. Um, moving on to the Black Lives Matter and and both the NFL, excuse me, both the NFL. I mean, damn, not the NFL, the NHL and the NBA. I'll start with the anthem itself. You know, we 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 already know what that is. We know how we. You know, a lot of people view that. You know, it was great to see. You know, everybody in solidarity and in unity, taking a knee that first night. Then we saw, you know, guys like Myers Leonard, Greg Popovich, who I I love, love Pop Pop Ben for the cause. If you know a, a player or coach, if you know, like if if they if they've been on record, if you and you know who they are, they and you know their work, and you know what they you know you know where they stand on on, on these issues, if they choose to stand for the anthem. You can't vilify these people, man. You can't vilify them. If they if they if they are, you know, supportive of the movement and their own personal beliefs. If they don't feel that they don't if they don't feel that kneeing, you know, kneeling for them isn't isn't for them, then it's not for them. This is a fight at the end of the day, right? This is a fight. If I'm a fighter, if I don't like to throw a certain punch, I won't throw that punch. So, in the fight against racism and police abuse, I mean, uh, police brutality, if I don't want to take a knee, if I don't feel like that's, that don't, if I don't feel like that needs to be my wheelhouse in this fight, then I'm going to put it there. Me personally, I don't know how, you know, if I was an athlete or coach, I don't know how I would take it. More than likely, I'd be kneeling with my with with everybody else with my team, because why you know that's 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 how I feel about it personally. I think I would make that stand, definitely, definitely, and I've already done that. When I worked out in Frostburg, you know, I worked game days during the during the national anthem. I said my in my uh, broadcast. See, I did. I'll admit it. I'm not scared to. 
I'm not here, you know, to offend anybody. But that's how I felt, you know? So and that was when it that was when it was big. That was that was the Kaepernick year. That was that was a big thing at the time. That was before it's what it, it had what has what it has evolved to. So and and if you know where Frostburg is, you know the area I was in, you know what man, look, you know what time it is with me. You know, you guys know how I feel about that. So yeah. So when you see guys like that, I don't think we should vilify or crucify them, you know. I'm going to let that other situation go. I'm not even going to talk about that. But NHL, the NHL had a great presentation. You know, it's good to see, you know, the Black Lives Matter on the court, the Black Lives Matter shirts, uh, you know, players giving, you know, wearing uh, like Donovan Mitchell had the bulletproof vest with each of the uh, victims on there, names of the victims on there. Um, great to see the WNBA always riding, do what they do. And it's just a good feeling, man. This is what I was saying before the season started. Restarted, excuse me. There's room for both. There's room to raise awareness. There's room to continue to advocate and play. That's all I was saying before we got back. And it's and we're doing that now. The conversation is never ending. Uh, You know, I think Taylor Rooks. I asked Chris Chris Paul a great question. I, I, it was like, uh, you know, what, you know, what would they have liked to have accomplished or something like that? Like, you know, basically the end game after the bubble, as far as that goes. Like, what would they have liked to have seen? You know, and it's obviously you know, they want change. We all want change. But you know, you look at it. You know, look at the bigger picture. You know, the the officer that, that murdered Breonna Taylor in her own home. They're still out and about. You know, people are still protesting everywhere. I don't know, man. It's just it's just so much going on. You know, it's just so much going on. It's heavy, heavy stuff, heavy stuff. But I'm glad to see, you know, the the, the world of sports embracing that, not acting like it doesn't exist because it does exist. And life, you know, life, life is real, man. Life is real, and, and and life has been so real this year that I think I probably said this on the show before. Like, we, bro, we've lived through like ten years worth of stuff in only six, seven months. You know, we still got five left to go. So, you know, just, just, just stay. Pr- I, 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 you know, I, I keep my prayers up. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? Like. For everyone man it's just so much going on out here so much going on out here man so much and that's why i was just so happy on my birthday to, you know to celebrate 22 years you know and i hate when people say uh you know they try to tell you only certain ages you know certain age celebrations matter bro no every year is a celebration every birthday is important because you never know when you're it's your last one you know you'd be here today gone tomorrow so Definitely, man. Don't let don't ever let anybody tell you that. But um, yeah, man. So, shout out to the NBA and the NFL, NHL to do it. You know, doing it right as far as that goes as well. All right, where we at, man? Let's see because we moving. We we almost. Oh, I forgot. Almost forgot. So, let me see. Back back to the back to football. Not real quick. We're gonna jump into this. 
So, the Aaron Rodgers interview with Kyle Brent, right? This brought back some feelings, you know. This 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 right here had, you know, tore tore off some scabs, you know, reopened some wounds that I had on draft night. So Aaron talked about his draft night. He says, um, he said he knew most of the receivers. You know, he was naming most of the receivers. You know, the big receivers that were still there or, you know, that were going to be there in the first round, you know, where the Packers were, you know, drafting. He said he perked up. He got excited when they traded up. I, Eric Lyons, got excited when we traded up because I'm like, there's no way we're not going to get a receiver right now in this first round. Like, bro, there's so many up there. Like, let's go. And he said he looked down and his agent and texted him because, you know, it's like a delay in the TV. So. So, you know, if, depending on what you watch, where you watch, or how you watch, you know, you don't see the pick like picks were announced on Twitter before they were seen on TV. So Aaron's agent had just texted him, quarterback. He said he went straight to the uh, tequila man, not even a scotch. You know, that's that's a, Aaron Rodgers is a scotch guy. He said he he poured himself four fingers of tequila. Y'all turning my quarterback into a real live functioning alcoholic, Green Bay. Murphy, LaFleur, is this what you want? Um, And, you know, he said he wasn't happy. You know, he wasn't happy with the pick, but he understands, once again, it's a business, you know? He said he called Jordan and everything. And and, and he, he was basically saying the same things I was saying the day after, you know, um, that I was saying after, you know, on draft night, bro. I'm just like. We were just one game away from the Super Bowl. One or two players away from, from doing that this season. And you guys start preparing for the future and trading up to do so? It was just crazy to me. It was just crazy to me. You know, this the window for, of opportunity for this team and for your quarterback, it's closing. It's been closing. Think about, think about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Five years ago, 2015-2016, that was the NFC title game against the Seahawks. A freak game, a freak game, a freak onside kick, a fake punt, I mean a fake field goal. That was those two, you know, that's, that right there, that's the Super Bowl appearance that could have happened. You go to 16-17. The run the table year, they limp to the playoffs. I don't, I don't really count that. You know, I don't, I don't think that's one. But it's just the playoff losses themselves. You go back to fourteen, fifteen, the Cardinals, they lose to them in the uh, the, the, the divisional round. Then last, they go all the way to the NFC title game, get smoked again by the 49ers. It's just, oh yeah, oh yeah, the running table, yeah, they, you know, they went to the title game, but, you know, they limped there, so. But yeah, it's just like, this team is knocking, has been knocking at the door for some time, especially now. I think last season was the best Packers season in some time, you know, especially with the injuries in 17, and then 18, which is bad all around. 
So for 19 to be so good with a rookie head coach, 13-3, handled your division, two-seed, first-round bye, win a home playoff game, losing the title game. You would think, all right, let's go get our 36-year-old quarterback some help so we can get back, maybe get him one more ring. But no, that's not what they do. So I don't, I don't, I didn't understand that. And here's, you know, some some things he was saying about people trying to compare this to the Favre situation. In 2004, the year before Rodgers were drafted, the Packers were 10 and six, and they lost in the wild card round. Last year, the Packers 13 and three, first in the NFC North, and lost in the NFC title game. Brett Favre had talked about retiring a couple years before then. Rodgers has said multiple times that he plans on playing into his 40s. Rodgers fell to 24. They drafted up for Jordan Love. So, it's a completely different situation, man. Favre was on his way out mentally and physically. Even though he would go on to play for the, the Vikings and the Jets. In that situation, man, Favre was on his way out. You know, so it wasn't like they were pushing him away, and Rogers still sat there for for some time. But it seems like they're pushing Rogers away, man. This is your quarterback here. This is the franchise. So if, if you know later, you know this week, it, it felt good to see Rogers, you know, reiterate that again, and then you know the floor say, you know, we want Rogers here for a very long time, however long that may be. I just hope that they don't rush this Jordan Love pick, man, and, and try to get him on the field as possible, as fast as possible when we don't have to. And, and all this, like I said, man, all this is going to do is just add fuel to the fire. I think we're going to see Aaron Rodgers light some some tails up this year. And I just thank you. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. Um, I had more for this, but I don't think so. I think I got I got my point across. It's just different, man. I don't I don't think that Rodgers deserved that, man. I don't. I don't. Uh, let's see. Where else we got, man? Where else where else are we are? Because I'm about to get you guys out of here, man. I'm not gonna spoil last chance you for you, but I will say this was that was the worst season for it. Um and we'll talk more boxing on Tuesday on Thursday. I'll save the boxing piece for Thursday. But um yeah, man, that's all I got for you guys is Am I lying? Hold on, let me think. Let me think. I'm lying. I'll give I'll give you guys my box and stuff now. All right. So I watched the Showtime. You know, Showtime's back back over the weekend. They put together a card. What the first card of the the rollout that they just had the other you know last week. First round. I mean, the first fight ended in a crazy vicious knockout. Joe King knocked that. Uh, Joe George knocked that guy out. Good fight. Uh, the other two fights were cool. Presentation, everything was good once again. Same thing I felt with the UFC. I was glad I got to hear the entrance music and everything. Uh so that was fun. But um Yeah. One thing I wanted to say, this is all I wanted to say about the judges scoring the fights. There's no crowd reaction. A lot of these judges judge off of the oohs and the ahs. Some of that stuff don't be landing. So as a judge, you got to be locked in now, like locked in, locked in. There's nobody else around you to to react. So I think that'll that's I think that'll affect the scoring. Whether that'll be good or bad, I'm not sure. But I think it'll definitely have an impact 
on the scoring. Um, and that's all I had. So, episode one hundred five, man. Um, I'm back on. Damn, I'm back on Thursday for episode one hundred six for sure. But um, you know, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Oh, and thank you, Sean Davis of Sports Headlines, for coming through. Um. On Thursday, man, for that great collaborative episode, you know, for the NBA restart. That was really fun, man. Appreciate you once again. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I see you guys. You know, I see you guys. Everybody's getting their electrified tees. I think everybody should have theirs this week. If you haven't gotten yours yet, go to, uh, you know, Teespring. Uh, what's that? I don't know the whole website, man. Click the link in my bio, my link tree, and it'll take you right there to the electrified short store, man. Um... But uh, uh, yeah, man. Thank you guys, man, for listening, tuning in, all that good stuff. Um, once again, I'm back on Thursday for episode 106. Oh yeah, we're back to two shows a week, by the way. For like abs, like 100%. Tuesday, Thursday, back to our regularly scheduled programming, and I got something coming in September. So stay tuned. Um, once again, man, I'm Eric Lyons, and for the hundred fifth time, you have just been electrified.